Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It is a show that we've named the Women's Catch-Up Show, which I think is far too modest. Liverpool Football Club have been absolutely excellent so far this season. We're not catching up with them. We're enthralled by them. We're impressed by them. We're astonished by them. They currently sit in fifth place. More details along those sorts of lines to come from Alison McGovern, Philippa Smallwood, Beth Lindup and John Gibbons as we go through this. I'll start with you, Beth. Let's get stuck into it first and foremost at the start of the campaign. Uh, I think fifth would have been the absolute limit of our ambitions. But Liverpool right now do sit there, uh, level on points with Manchester United on fourth. The first 10 games could not have gone any better. No, they've been phenomenal, really, haven't they? They defied certainly my expectation um, for this season. And I remember, you know, a couple of times last season, I think sort of chief among among it was was the 6-0 defeat away to Manchester United you know feeling like how are Liverpool ever going to close the gap on these elite sides at the top of the league and it felt like they were a million miles away from doing that and I, I think you know it might still be another season or two before they really sort of push into to win the win, Women's Super League but I think they've certainly gone a long way to closing that gap um, and I thought it was some some real sort of lovely symmetry for them to have to finish yeah. 2023 with a with a win against Manchester United at the same venue where they started the year in such favour and fashion with that 6-0 defeat and, and just the perfect encapsulation of the progress that they've made this year. And, you know, I still think fifth is, is probably where they'll finish up. I, I think sort of over the course of a, a 22-game season that the teams above them have, you know, maybe slightly more uh, experience, slightly more nows, slightly deeper squads maybe that might just carry them to, to those top four spots. But I, I certainly don't think Liverpool are far away at all for, for being genuine challengers. What they've shown, Philippa, through 2023 is an ability to go anywhere and get something. At the back end of last season, that felt like it wasn't the case. They didn't win an away game in the league all the way through last season. But this season, what they can be the most buoyed by is, yes, you know, the, the, they're on the end of a savage reverse at Chelsea. But in all the other fixtures, they've been really really solid away from home and impressed and ultimately that game against Manchester United they actually on balance certainly didn't deserve to lose it and and, and very much took their opportunity to grab the victory when it was there 
Yeah, I think um, it was probably the one thing that we were all looking for this season was to see if we could try and pick up a few more points away from home. Um, I actually think they had a really tough start to their away campaign, you know, starting away at Arsenal and then following it up with that Chelsea um, defeat. I think, you know, it's a really, really tough start that. Um, The one thing that I would say about playing sides like that first up away from home is they haven't found the feet yet. Um, And that was kind of how I felt going into that, you know, you know, we got the result, um, you know, Arsenal for me was still the better side, um, but they didn't really create all that much. And I, you know, I think defensively we've been absolutely outstanding this season, which I think has stood us in, in really good stead. The only kind of blot on that copy, but was, was that Chelsea defeat. Um, But I think what the, what the United win showed us was that we can compete with these sides you know it isn't just a one-off you know first game of the season teams not being ready for what Liverpool are going to bring you know Man United have got plenty of games to look at and to see how we would set up and how they could hurt us and you know for large parts of that game they didn't hurt us at all and I think you know that that is really really pleasing as like Beth said you know coming off the back of that 6-0 defeat earlier on in the year um you know you kind of go in there wondering and worrying about, you know, whether or not we can compete with those sides. Um, but, I mean, defensively, like I say, we've been absolutely outstanding and now we're starting to get our forwards back as well because, um, you know, early on in the season we really struggled. You know, we played Mary Taylor away at Arsenal and, yeah. you know, I think, you know, it's great credit to the players and also to Matt Beard to get those players who maybe aren't going to be playing that much to be able to come in and do a job as solidly as they did against Arsenal. Uh, I think they all deserve a pat on the back, to be honest. They deserve a pat on the back, Ali, but the the 12 months in question, uh, starting from that Manchester United uh, heavy defeat in January 23, right the way through until where they ended up in, in December 23 and beating Manchester United, the 12 months has been one of massive consolidation. Uh, they were a little ropey at the start of the year in terms of how the league table looked and obviously off the back of that defeat it didn't all feel great whereas right now what they've done what they've achieved has made the women's super league their home yeah i think that's right and um as you were saying before i think you know that that sort of fifth slot would would be the top of ambitions really you know if you look at the teams that are above us they have consistently invested and has been a much much bigger feature of the European game and therefore just the level of experience that that brings. Liverpool just aren't in that space now. We don't have that kind of experience. We don't have a squad that's full of um, players who've played at that level. So you've got to conclude from that that we're sort of, I would say, probably, you know, out indexing what might have been the expectations for us um, at the beginning of this season. And I think that there's a lot of credit to Matt Beard has got to go for that, got to go to him for that, understanding the opposition, um, using the players available at his disposal. And I think, you know, like Philippa said, I'm really hopeful for what could happen and the kind of quality of football we could see from Liverpool women once we've got a few key players back fully um, in, in in the squad, I think the the only thing that makes me slightly hesitant and uh, nervous about the run of games to come is that, like you know, we don't half 
go into a short run of games here that is equally going to be pretty challenging for us. Um, and that shouldn't be underestimated either. Um, and add to that, like, you know, we've still got this kind of bugbear about like desperately wanting to play at Anfield, but not having had the uh, best results there to say the least. And so I think, you know, you've got to say from that, there is a kind of like way to go for Liverpool women in terms of confidence and structure of the squad. The 12 months, John, on the structure of the squad point there, you know, I'll, I'll allow Gemma Bonner, she comes in uh, December 22, but we know it's during that winter break. Sophie Lundegaard, Fukunagano, Miri Taylor come in. Natasha Dowie on loan comes in. Uh, Jenna Clark comes in. Uh, Tegan Mika comes in. Grace Fisk, Mary Hobinger, Sophie Roman Hogg. That's a, it's, it, it's a massive, significant overhaul. Obviously, there's departures as well over the 12 months. But that is a lot of overhaul. That's a lot of new signings. And the ones I've named, I would argue, have all had a really, really positive impact. Yeah, they, they've signed well, Liverpool, and they've progressed with each transfer window. And that's not to say I don't think it's been all about transfers, because I think there's been several players who have improved and deserve credit for that. Uh, obviously, the manager does, deserves credit for how he's worked with them as well. So I don't think everything's down to transfers. I think... You know the, the club has developed, but I think we've got better every window, and we've got better in every chunk of the season after each window. Um, and I think confidence has grown. I think the manager deserves a lot of credit for that in terms of you know getting Arsenal first up and then going up. You know, making the team believe that they can go up there and, and win. Obviously, you know that belief comes from the players too. But I think you know it. It could have been a really tough start to the season, and instead they just attacked it like a team who who expected to to yeah. do well this season, and 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 that's great. And so I think you know we've all on 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 this Zoom uh, been been critical at times. I've only recently got to know Beth, but I assume she has as well because it was a shit show. Uh, the the women's sort of team in the past, so that's why they do deserve everything credit for where it's due for for how methodically they've deep improve things and listen we'd all like it a little bit quicker sometimes because we're football fans and we want to see the team compete for, for titles and trophies and things like that but what they have done is is get better each time there's an opportunity to do so and that was tough in the summer because they lost a the big player they lost a the big striker and, and it's sort of getting a little bit forgotten now but you know losing a player who scored effectively half your goals was tough but because they'd improved the whole squad it, she's not. She's not really been sort of missed. I think. I think early on, I was a bit like, oh, you know, <laughs> it, you know, you were mad enough from this game, but but I think generally speaking, how they've managed to cope with with that loss is 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 to the massive credit, really. And, it, and it's a proof that just because you take one step back, it doesn't mean you can't take two or even three forward if you if you get the recruitment right, and if you get the planning right, and if you roll, you know, these kind of blows, you know well and, and and that's what they've done i think the, the manager's a very calm person which i think helps quite a lot he, he deals with setbacks pretty well and he deals with um with with success in, in a sort of similar way every anytime i see him or speak to him i'm you know if I'm, he'll, he'll tell me we're doing all right do you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing and i'm like oh you, you know the times when it was tough i was he was like we're doing all right we're doing all right and then we you know we we got to beat Man United that I've seen. He's like, yeah, we're doing okay. And it's like, it's brilliant. It's, you know, it's on that sort of level. But I think it suits the suits the team and it suits the, the, the way things are going. And listen, I'm delighted where they are. I'm really, really pleased. But what's great is that they've shown each step gets harder, doesn't it? 
and each as closer you get to the top, you know, each just it's smaller steps then, and, and each one gets sort of trickier. But considering how they have progressed since Matt come in, I've I've got very few doubts that they, that they can make the next steps. The, the the next phase of this as well to look back on twenty twenty three, Beth, you wrote an excellent piece about it is that they've taken the Melwood site. And I think that, that was it was a statement of intent, but it was also a statement of expectation. If you've got that facility, there's no hiding places, there's no excuses for the footballers. And that to me is how I, I feel as though they've quitted themselves over the course of the season. You know, you look at the results so far, and I suspect they'll be they'll be disappointed with the home results against Bristol City. We'll park the Derby at Anfield for now because I think it's its own separate thing to an extent they'll probably be in hindsight be disappointed with the points at West Ham United as well you know they'll be that'll be what they'll be looking back on and 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 the Melwood aspect of that there are no hiding places this is about excellence now to me that's that's underpinned the entire campaign there's 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 no excuses for them and they're happy about that no that, that, that's that's completely right and I think you know Matt Beard described it when they when they moved into Melwood as game changing and, and I absolutely think it, it has been that for them um, you know, I think you can't understate. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure most of us have, have been down there. What, what an incredible facility it is! It really is one of, if not the best, in the WSL. Particularly as it's solely going to be, you know, just for the women's team and, and obviously some of the the women's academy as well. Um, but we saw early this week Manchester City confirm that they were going to be building their own training ground for, for the women's team, and it's it's quite nice. You know, as John mentioned there, after the years of Liverpool sort of being on the back foot when it came to their dealings with the women's team, it, it feels like they've almost led the way a little bit in terms of providing them with such a, an excellent facility. And, you know, I, I spent a, a little bit of time at, at Tramia, um, at the, the solar campus where they obviously trained previously. And I know the club have had a really good relationship with them and are very grateful for, for the help and the support that they've given them over the years. But when you compare that to, to what they've got now at Melwood, it, it's chalk and cheese. You know, the players were back at, at Tranmere there was like a little canteen where players were coming in and having toast for the breakfast and you know it, it was it's the site of an old school isn't it Solar campus. so it's all you know yeah. slightly, slightly run down and and you go to Melwood and they've got you know plunge pooled in the dressing room and immaculate everything's immaculate the food that's being prepared for them by by the staff there is incredible and and I was there just before Christmas speaking to, to Gemma Bonner and you know all the players and the staff with that alongside each other eating the dinner and there's such a lovely environment and, and a big feel about it and um, you think it's exactly the sort of place that that you will want would want to be going into work every day and you can't sustain the impact that, that 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 would have on on prospective players coming in of course that's something that the players will want to be a part of so I, I think it has been massive and you know credit to to Matt Beard and to his players because as you say it sort of left them with no excuses now um, and they, they've not shied away from that and I think certainly as, as you say when you, you know the West Ham game where they, they picked up a point West Ham got a, a late equaliser in that one the Derby at Anfield the Bristol City draw that, that, that's several more points that you feel like this team is capable of, of having picked up if they'd have picked up those points we wouldn't be just talking about can they get top four we'd be talking about them being seriously in a title race so the fact that they're almost yeah, in some aspects, underperformed have have more room for growth, um, and and they're still where they are in the table. It is really positive. It is positive, um, Ali. the 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 next phase on this is how it's been built on a solid defence, and for me, that's the unbelievable, you know, progress there. I mentioned when I went through the signings, Bonner, Fisk, Clark. None of them uh, were at the club thirteen months ago, and the three of them now, along with 
the goalkeeper change, the three of them now, Bonifisk and Clark, they underpin everything that's good about this Liverpool side. All three of them have had excellent seasons. Yeah, um, uh, just let me know when we're doing the whole hour on Gemma Bonner, just herself. Um, I can't wait for that. Um, she's been, you know, an absolute force for good in the side. Um, I think that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't make criticisms of players that had previously been in our defense because I think we had an incredible promotion season um where you know some of the results were pretty pretty spectacular in terms of clean sheets and so on but I think that trustworthiness at the back has been absolutely crucial and I think that they I think that they demonstrate um ambition with that because Yes, of course, you know, the team has been sort of, in, you know, it's, it's been known in some ways for like being, you know, it's brilliance going forward. Missy Bo, the efforts that Katie Stengel put in, for example, some of the fantastic goals that she scored. And of course, Leanne Kernan before she um, was injured, but actually develop, developing that defence has been a key part of it. So I think that's, that is part of the strength. I, you know, I, I still think that. You know, we do we do still need to develop the squad, and I mean that by no criticism of any of the current players, but I think that it's part of a process that clearly Liverpool are going through, and um, you know, I want to see us make that step change up. But yeah, you've got to, you've got to give them props for the shift that has happened over the past twelve months. And as I say, I, I don't think we should underestimate the challenge that is in in front of us and how we will deal um, with you know what what are two of the best sides in the league and have been consistently so. But, yeah, we're not in a bad position defensively. The the way it's blended, Philippa, is is to me the most the most impressive side, both in terms of the recruitment, uh, obviously Bonner there for six months before, but also those footballers themselves. And, and I think Bonner is the most important in that because she is the most senior uh, of the of the of the three, she's the one who's got the the, the full on CV all the way through there. She's the one who tends to to play through the middle. She's the one who tends to do most of the talking. It seems like as well, she'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, and it was an unbelievable injury, uh, a scandalous injury. Frankly, it was a red card all day that she suffered at Manchester United. Yeah, I I mean it was just an assault, wasn't it? Um, and the disappointing thing for me with that challenge was it could have severely hurt us in that game um, and for it to go completely unpunished um, was really disappointing um, and Rachel Williams actually did another challenge about five minutes later and it was exactly the same as well, she just didn't catch, I can't remember which player it was, but she just didn't catch them as bad as that um, I think we're really, really fortunate that Gemma wasn't injured more than she was um, I mean obviously having a concussion isn't isn't great and she was she was pretty blooded and you know bleeding from the ear uh, yeah I mean it, it it wasn't good was it um, but I think we're really really fortunate that there was no structural damage on there um, and I you know I think I think they're the sort of challenges that really need clamping down on in the women's game um, I, I do enjoy the fact that you know the game is quite physical and I think that might be a surprise to some people who maybe aren't used to watching the women's game as much. But there are some challenge that, challenges that are allowed in the women's game that just wouldn't be allowed in the men's game. And I think I think that was one of them. Um, 
there's absolutely no way in my in my mind that there was any way that Rachel Williams could have won that ball. It wasn't there for her to win, and she endangered her opponent. Um, as far as I'm concerned, having said all that, I think that Gemma um, has been an absolute. I, I was concerned when she came back to the club because you never know. Um, you know, she's been away over in America. You don't know if she's going to come back as the same player. Um, you don't know if some of her abilities are going to be thwarted a little bit by, you know, the fact that she's just that bit older. But if, you know, if I could say one thing, I would actually say I think she's got better. Um, yeah. I think I think her commanding presence there at the back and the way that she's guided two new recruits in the summer in Fisk and Clark through this transition into this defence that basically only Chelsea have found it relatively easy to um, get past I think has been absolutely phenomenal and I think that that all comes down to Gemma Bonner to be honest um, you know I, I absolutely love the way that Clark's come in she's been the commanding presence in there you know I love how tall she is and you know some people will probably like squirm at that but you know within the women's game I think if you can have a tall centre half it's it's an absolutely brilliant asset but her mobility with that as well, I think, yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Um, she gets around the pitch great. brilliantly, Philippa, I think. And, and when, yeah. they to, when they go to a four, sometimes <laughs> if they're chasing or they want to change it, you know, there's not some sort of point where she's being carried in there by anyone uh, or being covered for. I'm, I'm really impressed by the way she covers the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I think, you know, just looking at her age, she's going to hopefully, touch wood, be in our defence for many, many years to come. And I think she, she, you can already see it in her that she's kind of like the natural kind of, um, you know, she's going to take over from Gemma at some point as that central pivot in that back line, um, you know, as that leader back there. Um, and Grace Fisk, you know, I, I always enjoyed watching her play for, for West Ham. Um, I watched Squad, I think it's Squad Games it was called or something that was on BBC. And she always impressed me on there as well. Um, and Matt obviously was, you know, it was a player that he'd obviously kept his eye on um, when he left West Ham as well. Um, and I think she's come in, she can play several different positions and she plays all of them equally well for me. Um, and again, her mobility um, is, is really, really pleasing. I just think that those three at the back really, really complement each other very, very well. Um and they allow the wing backs to just basically do their thing, um, which has meant that we've been a little bit more creative for me as well this season, which is, which has been really really good to see. The goalkeeper transition's gone well as well, um, John. So in amongst all of this, when you actually look at the numbers, and I, I pulled a little bit from um, Statsbomb in terms of the the, the XG conceded, as you know, Liverpool are quite emphatically fifth, and I mean that as a compliment. They're actually quite the closer to Chelsea in in, thir- in fourth. Uh, on the metric than they are to Tottenham Hotspur, uh, the well below average for it knocking rounds at less than one point two per game, and all of that shows that they're defending well. But when people do get through, um, both goalkeepers I think have acquitted themselves this season. But Liverpool have managed to make that transition and also make it settle. Yeah, yeah, the half. Um, it's an interesting one for me. I like Rachel Laws, and I think you know when I when I see. Um, taking Mika play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about her. I'm just yet to see how she's 
it looks to me like they do want to sort of bring her in and she's if not number one now sort of eventually going to be so and, and it just looks to me like did they like something in here that um that maybe maybe gives her the edge um i'm just not sure what it is yeah looking at them listen i think the two good goalkeepers and I, and I don't see the problem with having two good ones but it looks to me like you use the word transition there that's what it looks like you know yeah. to what the what they're doing really and it would be interesting to to know a little bit more uh, i don't know whether whether some others on on this call might have some insights or, or things that they've spotted that, that she can do that that others can't obviously like people are looking for more and more from the goalkeepers now and it's prevalent throughout football isn't it that you might have someone who looks like a good goalkeeper, but then the manager decides to go to it to another way. Does does the manager think that she's better with her feet or, or more commanded in the area? So, so what is it? It what it didn't seem to me like an obvious area that maybe we needed to to, to improve or, or or even even there was there was there was any issues sort of you know with Lawsy really, but. You know, time will tell. Maybe by the end of the season, I'll I'll see it and I'll be like, yeah, this is exactly what they were doing. This is exactly what they were thinking. But you know, I've certainly got no no problems when I see Emika's name on the team sheet because you know she's 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 a good goalkeeper as well. I'm just I'm just intrigued that maybe someone else is going to open this up to, to the floor, to the virtual floor, whether someone else has, has seen something that, that makes me makes you think that that they think she's better suited to the team. I, I don't know yet, but they're both good. So and I trust the manager, so I'm 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 happy to kind of to see how it plays out. I don't know if sorry, I don't know if for me it's just like future proofing in a sense, you know, just looking to the future maybe. Um I don't know, Beth maybe you know a bit more. Yeah, now my understanding of it if it was that um you know I think Lawsy last season um there was maybe a couple of times where I think certainly fans and things on social media were questioning whether she was good enough if, if Liverpool were indeed to sort of make that next step. John wasn't um, Beth. I want to be crystal clear. John wasn't. <laughs> um, and uh, so my understanding of it was that that Tegan was brought in, obviously an Australia international goalkeeper. She's and she's twenty six, which is is fairly young in terms of of a goalkeeper as well. So, um. And I think she, the idea was for her to come in and be number one. Um, and then I know Lawsy over the summer had such a, a brilliant preseason, and obviously Liverpool had such a, a long preseason because of the the, the Women's World Cup, and um, that she had sort of ample time to, to prove herself. And the manager was was very much, you know, satisfied with what he saw and rewarded that that with a with a with a few starts at the start of the season. And I think she was player of the match, wasn't she, against Arsenal and. I think her shot stopping ability, she's she's brilliant. Um, maybe it is. I think Mike is maybe slightly better with her feet. Um, but I think as, as Philippa said, I think it is maybe an element of, of future proofing. You know, Lawsy's thirty three, which um, I'm not saying is old by any means, but you know, football in terms it, it is maybe the the point where you, you start thinking, you know, how many years have we got left at the very top? And, and so maybe it is about bringing in a you know a younger goalkeeper who can you know, work alongside there and learn from her. But yeah, I think, you know, the nice thing is you don't really feel necessarily panicked when either of them are on the team sheet. There's nothing wrong with having two good goalkeepers. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. And having that consistency, whoever's on the team sheet has got to be a good thing. I mean, I, I tend to think, I don't know, but I tend to think Beth is is right. That it's just like, it's just a, a desire to, to have a bit of security in that absolutely crucial position. John, you happy with the security? 
Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, I mean, two good goalkeepers, yeah. Yeah, definitely, especially because Faith Fabi's out for the season, isn't she? I think she's certainly a sort of a long-term one, so you need two good ones. It's just interesting to me that it does feel like there is a bit of a, a tilt, uh, maybe, to 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 take a make for them, and maybe that was the sort of eventual plan. But there's some more boss football. Let's get some more. It's January, come on. Uh, so what's it out, Sanders? Well, what there's been, <laughs> what there's been, John, is the new signings and attack, uh, midfield and attack have, have done really well across the course of the year, there's Fuku Nagano. But Mari Hoban just really had a positive impact on this side since she's got in. It was interesting to me that it felt, I felt a lot like it was it was close to a first 11, certainly with the back eight uh, for the game in the FA Cup uh, yesterday, which which Liverpool win 1-0. Uh, but Hoban just in that side with Nagano, with Kerry Holland, and she's, she's taken to it like a duck to water. Yeah, she's just class and... There's a certain level of footballer that just doesn't seem to need any time to adapt, and you know, there's yeah, and she's she's just one of them. You know, I remember in the summer before I'd even seen her, people were saying, "Oh, wait, wait till you wait till you watch this girl play." You know, wait till you see see a quality, and that was people who'd seen the train with Liverpool, and you know, they weren't lying, they weren't wrong, and I think there's there is, as I say, a certain level of footballer who who just doesn't seem to, you know, need to worry about new division, new team, new teammates. They, they just sort of show the quality. That's not to say that I don't think there is an even more to come because I, I think there is. But the balance of the midfield seems really good at the moment and, and the quality's there as well. And, you know, it wasn't long ago when, when I heard people saying, you know, they were worried that, that we might lose Missy Bow, you know, because, you know, top teams will sort of come in. And then now there's, there's weeks where she can't even get in the team. Because the, the the quality is there, and and that's not to to have a go here because she's obviously a wonderful footballer. It's to say that there's there's four certainly, you know, you could make an argument for some more, but there's four certainly sort of top class midfielders in there, and and the manager only wants to pick three of them, and uh, well, and most three of them sometimes it's even two, and so and so someone's gonna lose out there, and I just like the blend that they've got in that midfield. Obviously, you know, Kerry Holland who's you know, fantastic engine, you know, all action, goals, and and just sort of everything you'd, you'd want, like sort of almost the, the more, you know, complete midfielder of the, of, the, of the lot, really. You've got the sort of the class and the silkiness of, of Fuker and, um, you know, Missy Bow and everything that she brings, sort of bursting through, and, and then Holbin just, just sort of adds that class, like I said, and, and, and there's, there's goals across all of them. Like if someone said a yep. goal from midfield, you know you you would you wouldn't be able to sort of guess who it yep. was really, and so so that's really nice as well. You know, especially like I say, when you're losing a centre forward who's who's got a lot of your goals, and so if she's the level of what they're going for now to improve, then then that's fantastic because you know she's she's some fun footballer. She's she's great to watch. There is goals across all four of them, Ali, and I think that that's been one of the shifts that maybe the managers wanted to to see come to life for him uh, over the course of the season. But any combination of those four on the pitch through the middle of the park, you do feel as though they're all capable. It's a different type of goal, I'd argue. Uh, likely to be from from the edge uh, for Nagano and Hobinger, but for Cairns and Holland, you do feel as though they're more than capable of getting on the end of something in the six-yard box. Yeah, I think I think that's true. And I think um, it's they're all pretty young as well. Like, I yeah. feel like... I feel like our um our midfield and um our attack now is is on the younger side of things which I think is really interesting particularly like with regards to the previous conversation we were just having um about the goalkeepers and and making sure that like this is the beginning of something and not like the end of something um that it it feels good the the pace is good 
um i think that um in terms of the the attack like you know i i would i would still argue that we've we've got more to do and that you know we yeah that we will still we will against the best defenses in the league we we will still um be challenged but i think they're all very up for it and um you know the the quality is is definitely improving um i, I remember when um uh, Leanne Kiernan kind of um went injured and like you know you just kind of thought oh like okay where is where are our, where is our strong attack coming from now and it certainly doesn't feel that way anymore i suppose i would i would like to see um you know a bit more bit more consistency and i guess as confidence levels rise as well that will that will really help because you know that i suppose it's a truism to say that there's nothing like you scored a few goals to score a few more and i think that's what our squad needs now they need the confidence that the goals will come obviously you know our our results this autumn haven't been perfect in that sense so i think we want to see them getting out there and really going for it and having that confidence and and really um you know if you look at the the shots from um the weekend's game like actually like we didn't have that many and you know that that we won was obviously like fantastic but I'll, you really want to see more of that confidence more of that having a go because the quality is there to be developed the the second half of the season Philippa feels significant for obviously for keeping Sophie Roman Hogg settling in but also for Leanne Kiernan coming back it feels as though it's a big it's a big sort of four or five months for Leanne from this point yeah, it does. Um, I mean, you almost feel like she's kind of playing for a Liverpool place going forward. Um, you know, and it's really unfortunate for her um, to to have such a bad injury through no f- fault of her own. Um, again, another challenge that went unpunished. Um, I just, I just hope that you know we see a little bit of what Leanne is capable of in the second half of the season. Um, you know that that season where we got promoted, she was she was the player of the season. She was an absolutely massive part of us getting promoted, um, and she's got plenty of of ability. Um, I just hope that the the injuries haven't kind of done for her. Um, so I, I'd like to see a lot more of her in the second half of the season. I believe she's got a little bit of a hip injury at the moment, so hopefully that that was just precautionary that she wasn't part of the squad at the weekend. Um, but I think as well, another one that I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing a little bit more of is Maya Enderby. Um, I think she she's a little bit of a bag of tricks, really. Um, full of energy, uh, very direct. Um, and she's scoring goals for fun for England. I think it's the under 19s that she's playing for. Um, and you know, I'd like to see a little bit more of her. Um, she's been used a little bit sparingly, I would say. Um, but I think that. I mean, a lot of that is because of the fact that we've got so many forwards that are back fit now. So Mel Lawley, who was out with her hip injury, you know, she's come back in and again, her directness. And um, I think she's been really impressive in the games that I've seen. Um, You know, I I think to have somebody with her quality. um, And again, you know, Mel is somebody who who for me thrives on being confident. um, And it was just really pleasing to see her come back in and, kind of have that confidence still um, and then Shanice van der Sanden who is a quality player and has managed to get herself back into the Dutch squad again 
Um, I don't think you do that if you if you're not a good player. So I think we've got a really good blend and mix of of players, and if they can keep themselves fit, I don't see any reason why we can't at least match, you know, what we've done already this season for the second half. But maybe even improve on it. Um, you know, we've had some really really tough away games in that first half of the season. Um, so if we can kind of flip that and get slightly better results at home, I think I think we're on to a winner. Beth, how do you feel about the attack? Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the one area of the pitch where there still maybe needs to be significant improvement and investment. I think Liverpool's midfield is one of the best in the WSL for me. I think, you know, midfield three of, of Fuka Nagano, who obviously when she came in last January was sort of had a real transformational impact on the squad. I think it was Leanne Robe who described her as, as a diamond um, in that midfield and, and she was sort of I think was she carried Liverpool to it to a really strong second half of the season last season. Um, Kerry Holland, as you say, has improved massively. You know, since you know playing in the championship, she looks every inch a top flight player. And uh, Marie Herbinger for me is it possibly signing of the season. One of the sort of a, a player that I think you know when conversations about players of the season in the WSL have been going on, she's maybe not been in, been in there and is perhaps a little bit underrated by by other fans, but. Um, I know Matt Beard has referred to a, a few times as being a bit like Farrah Williams in terms of her technical ability or ability to, to get get corners in with delivering with both feet, and and that's you know a huge huge compliment because Farrah Williams is, is one of the most technically gifted female footballers we've ever seen in this country. So, um, you know, I think the midfield is fantastic. I think the defence is, is great as well as we've said. You know, a great blend of of youth and, and experience and. Um, I think that forward line is maybe where there needs to be, you know, a little bit more surgery. I think more because you don't often know who's going to take those three starting spots. Um, you know, Shanice van der Sanden and, and Leanne Kiernan, um, fabulous players on their day, but, you know, injuries have certainly blighted their last couple of years at Liverpool. I think if they were to stay fit and be able to get a consistent run in the team, as we saw Shanice do, to be fair, you know, in the first half of the season, that's a game changer for Liverpool because then they have, you know, some really quality players that they can rely on in attack. Um, there was one game last season, I think it was Arsenal away, and, and Katie Dangle was the only attacking player in, in the squad. Um, and she really had to shoulder that attacking responsibility. So I think now it's nice to see that, you know, there's more players to share that load. Um, but I think it's just about establishing it, you know, a real consistency in that forward line and maybe bringing in, I don't imagine they'll do this in January, but in, in the summer, bringing in one or two real quality attacking players. I think Sophie Roman Hall has really impressed me over the last sort of couple of months. You know, I think the first couple of games she was unlucky, wasn't she, to, to pick up that injury on international duty ahead of the season. And you know, the first few games, I think it's always hard for a striker when they come in and they're waiting to get that third goal and it feels like a real sort of albatross around the neck of the net when they're waiting to sort of break that duck and I think as soon as she did that in that in that Tottenham game you know you, you felt like she was her confidence instantly lifted and and you know her performances have been fantastic since even against Manchester United you know she didn't find the back of the net but the way yeah. she got her defenders brought other players into the game she was just a constant nuisance and um you know so I think if you know she can continue that that run of form in the second half of the season then Liverpool have a real quality attacker there 
Um, I think it's maybe just one or two additions that are needed in that forward line that I think would really help take them to the, to the next level. The key thing about the John is there's nothing to be scared of at Brenton in the second half of the season. Uh, there's home fixtures coming up, good home fixtures against good sides, and it's uh, it's a reason for people to get down there uh, between now and the end of the campaign. This is a side we said before, um, coming fifth. We don't know the results of the FA Cup draw yet, but there's given where they've gone and won, there's no one really they should be scared of. The one at Arsenal, the one at Manchester United. Yes, it'll be hard when they go to Manchester City and it was sticky at Chelsea, but you feel as though with a favourable draw, it could open up for them relatively quickly. It's the second half of the season with a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, it comes back with a bang, doesn't it? City uh, away first up, which is really tough. It's on, I know it's on on Sky, and then the, the home game afterwards is on Sky as well. So if people you know, aren't in the area but want to watch the team, it, it's really easy to do that that, that first weekend, two weekends. Uh, but those back-to-back home games, Arsenal and Spurs, I'm really looking forward to because... You know, although like Ali said before, we'd love more games at Anfield. The flip side to that is they've, they've turned Brenton into a bit of a fortress, and, and I don't think anyone really likes coming there now. And, and certainly, no one who comes there does get you know an easy time or, or an easy day in, in the league. You know, sort of um, the last game I went to was the was the four 0 against Brighton, and, and Brighton turned up and looked a decent team, and, and, and Liverpool just rolled them second half and, and could have yeah. gotten even more. And it was a brilliant performance, and so. I think a few more of them coming up. So, yeah, I encourage everyone to get down. It's good fun. Um, I take with Lard, and he really, he really enjoys it. Um, you know, he's only four, but he's he's also really got into it. Um, he's been it's funny because he he's he normally like about eighty two. He about about eighty eighty two. He normally says, "Oh, can we go now?" He's sort of you know it's a long for him, but I persuaded him to hang on till the end last time, and then he got a picture with a few of the players. We went down and. A few of them come over and got pictures. So now I don't think he's ever leaving ever again because he was like, Fantastic. Kept saying, Daddy, another football, another player, another footballer. I was like, I can't just magic them. You know, they need to something from other beds. You know what I mean? He was like, Daddy, another player, another player. But then, you know, good on them. A few got home. So got some billion pictures. And, and he was absolutely buzzing with that because, you know, the way he's sort of grown up, you know, there's Liverpool have got two teams and he loves them both. And so, you know, it's it's a, to to meet to get the picture with the players. Like he was, he was sort of absolutely buzzing. So yeah, I'd encourage people to go down. It's good. Uh, we'll normally be in the Clifford afterwards if people want to pay to chat about the game and and and, and yeah, it's it's great. So I encourage everyone to get down. Just make sure you get your tickets in advance because uh, that is a thing. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. But there's nothing you can do about that. Ali, it is opening up. I think the FA Cup. You know, it went strong against Bristol. Uh, I had a look at the team. They go strong and. It makes me really feel as though, you know, there's a, there is security around the league placing. Only one side goes down. It's definitely not going to be Liverpool. We can say that with certainty. And they don't need to be scared. You know, I say again, they've, they've gone to difficult places and won now this season. I'm, I'd am i love to see them uh, put the backs into a genuine cup run. And, and from the team he picked against Bristol, it looks like that'll be the case. Yeah, I think there's real opportunities for us in this. Obviously, um, I forget what time the uh, draw is, but... Um, uh, it's it'll half be exciting seven. to half seven is it? Thank you, John. Um, it will be exciting to see who we get in the next round, and it, you know what what could be better than finishing above where our natural expectations would have been in the league and putting together a good cup run, maybe even maybe even a final. That would be a massive confidence boost for everybody, and you know, really, really some really fun days out. Um, I, I totally agree, by the way, with what John just said. My point about Anfield was not that, like, 
in any in any way that um Prenton Park isn't fantastic. It is, it's just not Anfield. No. Um and I'm just saying it's still the line to the uh, to the cloud. Is that I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And all all that you all that you say is true. Um the atmosphere is has been just getting better and better over the past couple of years really. I think something about the promotion really like sparked something and the the kind of support that the crowd kind of wants to give the team and the the kind of numbers that that we're seeing there now um is really fantastic and it's incredibly enjoyable um uh, as well as obviously being on the best peninsula in the world so <laughs> um so so it's it's great um i think yeah the idea the idea of our cup run you know fills me with joy i would love to see them do that it's it's a big opportunity obviously we all want them to kick on in the league you know we all want them to continue to grow but i think there's some great opportunities on our day we can be ferocious and like the fa cup is a really good opportunity to show that hey one year we're going to spend some money on buses between now and the other may it's going to need a separate separate line on the spreadsheets and the accounts the endless numbers of buses from this sort of talk philip are you confident they can do something in the cup yeah i've just got one request if we draw Everton at home, can we please not play at Anfield? Agree. Hard agree. <laughs> like anybody else, I don't mind. If we if we draw Chelsea, play at Anfield, I really don't mind. It's fine, but not Everton. Please, no more getting beat by Everton at Anfield. That's uh, all I'm asking. There you go, Beth. <laughs> except, maybe, except maybe third time's the charm, Philip. Right. Well, my, my uh, position on playing Everton at Anfield, Beth, would be I'd like them to have beaten someone at Anfield and to play someone other than Everton. And I think that that would round this season off quite nicely if they could get themselves at least one more game at Anfield, Beth. Off what we've talked about with the progress that's been in 2023, I think there's an argument to get more than one. But it would be fabulous if they could play again at Anfield between now and the end of the campaign and get another uh, 20,000, 30,000 people there. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you look at, at Arsenal at the moment and they're the ones leading the way in terms of being able to generate those huge crowds consistently at the, at the Emirates, you know, frequently getting upwards of 40 50,000 fans there which is is an incredible achievement and an incredible effort from their fan base and you know Liverpool have one of the biggest and best fan bases in the country and it would be nice to, to see one day you know why stop it at 20 30,000 you know fill the place out um, and support the girls because you know it, it's already incredible when you're there and there's 20,000 fans there imagine what that would be like if there was you know 40 50,000 getting behind the girls and cheering them on and, and yeah I definitely think you know uh, Arsenal have done a, a really good job they've committed to, to playing six games there in the WSL this season I think Liverpool are maybe still some way off that but as you say if they could get another one in before the end of the campaign that would be fantastic and you know I wrote a piece last week about the FA Club and uh, you know I really do feel like it is a huge opportunity for Liverpool obviously we'll find out in, in sort of 40 minutes or so who they'll be playing I think if they get Chelsea away they'll be sort of banging the head against the wall a little bit <laughs> that being said you know as, as we said earlier on you know the Liverpool have shown they can beat anyone away from home and they shouldn't be scared of anyone but I think certainly if they get a favourable run then it's a real real chance for them to be you know competing for, for some silverware because I think the difficult thing with, with the women's game as it is at the moment is obviously only the, the top three spots secure a European place and that there's always going to be a couple of really good sides that don't have any sort of tangible rewards for, for having decent seasons. And I think Liverpool will probably fall into that bracket, you know, that this season in the league. So I think it will be nice for them to have a, 
another competition to fight for and I think the fans would certainly enjoy a, a trip to Wembley in May. Uh, nothing more tangible than an actual silver thing. It's worth saying it doesn't get does not get more tangible than something you can pick up. Uh, that is <laughs> that is that is my overall uh, outlook on that. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much to Beth, to John, to Alison, and to Philippa. Uh, it has been our women's catch up show, but it's been so much more than that. Get yourself to Brenton Park if you've got the opportunity. Watch these games. They come Liverpool women. Not never mind. They're going nowhere. Liverpool women are going somewhere. That's the point. Sports Social Podcast Network.